from WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM, your Valley Free Radio Station. Welcome. I'm Warren Odeschalette, and this is A Baha'i Perspective. Welcome to A Baha'i Perspective. I recorded an interview with Walter Heath on August 3, 2020. Walter is a singer-songwriter who uses principles based on the oneness of mankind for inspiration, with influences from his Christian upbringing for his songs. You can find his music on the website 9starmedia.com. That's the number 9starmedia.com. I started the interview by asking Walter where he grew up and what was religious life like growing up. I grew up in Dayton, Ohio. My religious life was very, very strong uh, in as much as my father was a Baptist minister and we did a lot of church growing up. Sundays, two or three, three times, four times maybe on Sundays. The Wednesday prayer meetings, Thursdays choir practices, and any other type of what was going to be happening during the week that wasn't scheduled, could be scheduled. So it was full time in terms of going to services and singing in the choirs and things like that, yeah. And you carried that forward after you left home? Actually, uh, no. When I was like, 13, 14, I joined another church while I was still in Dayton. That routine of so many days in a row and so many times in one day discontinued. Basically, I was in another church, and it had a wonderful choir, and we did stuff every Sunday, and we were invited to other churches, and we did a little traveling. So I enjoyed that a whole lot, but the... uh, constant going to church services and things. I wasn't doing that anymore, no. So what was the impetus to you changing churches at 13? (laughs) Uh, Freedom, kind of. I had uh, really, really good friends that were members of this church, uh, Mount Calvary Baptist Church in in Dayton. And uh, they had an incredible choir, a choir director, it was just a lot of fun to sing with, with this choir, so many talented people. And your father was okay with the change? Yeah, they didn't mm-hmm. really, I don't recall now them saying anything other than that I'm still going to church that I was doing, yes. So I think I had started to exert a little more authority at that age, 13, 14, however, maybe it was 14, I don't remember. I was more independent and did things at home and that showed my independence that weren't always wonderful for a preacher's son to do so. (laughs) So why don't you tell us your spiritual search from that point on to when you discovered the Baha'i faith? All right. uh, I left Dayton, Ohio in uh, 1968. I think it was January 1968. How old were you? Turning 20, basically. 
and um, knew someone. We were living in the same apartment together. We were invited to what I thought was a you know a party of some sort, and it turned out to be a meeting, a Baha'i meeting, Baha'is we call them firesides. They're basically informational meetings about the faith so that people will get an idea what it is and hopefully have them so interested in it that they'll do investigating of their own. So basically I went to that meeting and they, when I, when they started talking about religion, I didn't have a problem with that because of my background. I was surprised that it was a religious meeting, thinking it was just going to be a party, but I had no problem with it. So how did things progress once you were first introduced to the Baha'i faith? Very quickly, they talked about the oneness of God, the oneness of mankind, the oneness of religion. And those things just wrung my heart just by saying those words in terms of a unity. I kind of always had that feeling of oneness with all people. So it intrigued me to listen and keep my ears open as the two people that were presenting it kept speaking. One thing that really got me that was memorable that night anyway was they asked the question if you had two children, a boy and a girl, and you only had enough money to send one of them to school, to college or any kind of school, I suppose, which one would you send? And I think the consensus was people that had not heard of the faith, including myself, was you send the boy. I was shocked and surprised. Why were you shocked and surprised? The traditional thing is that a man is going to be the head of the house. He needs to be the person that gets the best job so he can provide for his family. So school would make that happen. What did the Baha'is tell you that was so different? (laughs) That, no, you send the female because they are the first teachers of the children. They are those first impressions that our children have as they're growing up. Their character, their smartness, their uh, wisdom guides and builds those children from day one. Traditionally, they're more with the children than man is. So they're the first teachers. And they instill that love of God, the love of learning, the love of um, who they are. And I think it comes from that. For many Christians, Walter, a big stumbling block in hearing about or accepting the Baha'i faith is the concept of progressive revelation and this idea that Christ was not the only messenger of God. And I'm wondering, did you have that yourself as you were introduced to the Baha'i faith? And if not, uh, why not? (laughs) I did not have a big issue with it because I just wasn't thinking in that vein about my investigation of faith. Did I feel like I was being 
disloyal to Christ? Did I think I was checking out the Antichrist and all those kinds of uh, warnings that I had from growing up, you know, Baptist minister and Baptist churches? It's very strong, that thing about hell and fire and damnation and all that stuff. I quickly, from that night, think I believed in the Baha'i faith that first night. And people were saying, you have to investigate the faith first, do your own personal independent investigation. So I did that almost every night going to different firesides and then reading many of the books. Baha'u'llah. Baha'u'llah is a prophet founder of the Baha'i faith and his teachings of the oneness of mankind, the oneness of religion, the oneness of God, all his teachings, those teachings are circling around those concepts, oneness, unity. So that was my biggest input that I was looking for and that I received right away came from those principles. Baha'u'llah, reading his writings, made me smile, made me laugh, made me have joy. I'd be at work reading a passage on my break and I just start chuckling because it made so much sense to me. And it touched my heart so much that I did not have any problem taking that step from Christ to Baha'u'llah. And you took that step as a young man then? Yeah, I was 20. And what were your parents' reaction to you accepting this Baha'i faith? Well, they didn't know about it immediately. Uh, I was in California. They were in Ohio. It wasn't something that I wanted to talk over on the phone and going back and forth to between California and Ohio was expensive and something that uh, I couldn't afford. And even so, I was reluctant, <laughs> to say the least, to tell them about that. But when I did uh, talk to my father, he said, uh, ask me, do you still believe in God? I said, of course I do. Then he said, I always taught you kids that you're the only ones that can save your soul. It wasn't much wasn't said about that afterwards, but it was like, okay, you're okay with me. You believe in God and this is on you. And you're making that step based in your love of God. So I was shocked, of course, that I didn't get the big sermon and the big disappointment from him. Talking about my father, I was born when he was in his late 50s. We're not exactly sure what year he was born in. He wasn't very sure about it. So my relationship with him was not the best terms of father-son communication and all those kinds of things. It was yes sir, no sir kind of relationship. But that's all I got from him was, do I still believe in God? And I was the only one that could save myself. My mother was beautifully wonderful. I gave her a prayer book. She took it. 
And she was telling me later on that she was reading some of the prayers. So my immediate family were just wonderful brothers and sisters. Nobody gave me an issue at all, which was amazing. So I'm speaking with Walter Heath, a singer-songwriter who uses principles based on the oneness of mankind for inspiration with influences from his Christian upbringing. So, Walter, uh, I asked you to select a few songs to feature on the interview. And so we'll go through those songs now. So the first song that we're going to feature is called Love. Why don't you tell us about that one? Some of the writings of the Baha'i Faith inspired me. Well, most of them inspire me, but many of them inspire me to set them to music. There was this one passage in a book called The Hidden Words of Baha'u'llah, and it says, Love me that I may love thee. If thou lovest me not, my love can in no wise reach thee, no old servant. As I was just playing some chords on the guitar and doing a little melodic thing with it, that phrase I started doing, Love me that I may love thee. With the chords I was uh, playing, and from that point on, I didn't want to make a whole song from that passage. I knew that I wanted to tie it to a story. That's how the rest of the song came up. Uh, the first verse is second verse. My daughter, middle daughter, Naime, sent me some lyrics for the second verse. It came up that way and repeating that course, love me that I may love thee throughout the song. So this is Love. From the hidden words of Baha'u'llah. Oh, son of being, love be that I may love thee. If thou lovest me not, my love can in
teach thee. Know this, O servant. We're listening to the music of Walter Heath, who's a singer-songwriter who uses the principles of the Baha'i faith and the main principle being the oneness of mankind for inspiration, with also some influences from his Christian upbringing. And your second selection to feature on the interview, Walter, I chose to play He Who Is Your Lord. So why don't you tell us about that one? Uh, this is another passage from the writings of Baha'u'llah. It attracted me so much to the content of that selection of the words because of that principle you talked about of a progressive revelation that God is one. Uh, if God is one, then his religion is one and all his prophets are one. So I think a lot of those feelings and that vibe inspired me to set the music to that particular passage. So this is He Who Is Your Lord. He who is your Lord The all-merciful Cherishes in his heart The desire of beholding human race as one soul and one body haste ye to win your share of God's good grace and mercy in this day that eclipses all other created days He who is your Lord Good grace and 
that awaiteth the man that forsaketh all he had in a desire to obtain the things of God such a So we're listening to the music of Walter Heath, a singer-songwriter who uses the principles of the Baha'i faith, and in particular, the oneness of humanity for inspiration, with some influences from his Christian upbringing. And we had just heard the song, He Who Is Your Lord. Now, Walter, the third song that you had chosen to feature is called Broken Winged Bird. Tell us about that one. Broken Winged Bird is a prayer that Abdu'l-Bahá wrote. Abdu'l-Bahá is the eldest son of uh, Baha'u'llah, and Baha'u'llah named him in his will and testament as the center of his covenant, the one that Baha'is should turn to, and that whatever he says was as if Baha'u'llah says it. So um, there's this covenant of Baha'u'llah. It has this word of God stained within the covenant. And Abdu'l-Bahá was pointed the center of it. So he wrote uh, many passages and, and many prayers. This is a teaching prayer that Abdu'l-Bahá wrote, addressed to the Baha'is of the Western states. It was something that we uh, advised that we say every day because it keeps us informed, it keeps our intent on spreading the word of Baha'u'llah, informing our intentions and um, our behavior and our actions around people. So uh, I set that to music as well. This is one of my favorite prayers, actually. A couple of phrases in there really touch my heart. Just the beginning invocation, it says, Oh God, I'm a broken-winged bird whose flight is very slow. And then there's another part of the prayer that says, Oh Lord, I am single, alone, and lowly. For me, there is no support save thee, no helper except thee, etc. It's really, to me, a, a very powerful prayer. Absolutely. Those words that you just mentioned, and then it goes on about raises melody, in thy supreme name in all the regions. It was one of those, boom, in the heart, in my zone, in my talent, 
and raising a melody. That, I think, is the main part of that prayer that inspired me to set it to music. Of course, in the humble posture of asking God for assistance and acknowledging that God is most powerful and that uh, I'm just a broken winged bird in that sense whose flight is very slow in terms of my spiritual path and my spiritual growth. When my wing is broken, I kind of go in circles sometimes and fall, then try to come back up. So it's that metaphor of always striving, always striving to reach those highest heights. So this is Broken Winged Bird. Yeah. 
no promotion now when I word and suffer me to speak out thy wisdom amongst thy creatures. So we're listening to the music of Walter Heath, a singer-songwriter who uses the principles of the Baha'i faith, and in particular the principle of the oneness of mankind for inspiration, with some influences from his Christian background. The next song we're going to feature is Refresh and Gladden My Spirit. Why don't you tell us about that one? This is another prayer that Baha'is recite for many, many, many years it was thought that Abdu'l-Baha had revealed this prayer, but research on it has shown that it has not been found in any of his writings so far in terms of making it authentic. But it's a wonderful, beautiful prayer, and Baha'is love it, and many people love this prayer. I included it in uh, my selection of uh, sacred songs in terms of uh, taking it and setting it to music. There's a phrase in there, Oh God, thou art more friend to me than I am to myself. That phrase has always moved me a lot when I read that prayer. The prayer all the way through is, Refresh and gladden my spirit, purify my heart, illumine my powers. I lay all my affairs in thy hand. Thou art my guide and my refuge. I will no longer be sorrowful and grieved. I will be a happy and joyful being. So it, it's an affirmation prayer of yeah. not getting stuck in life's problems that we all have and all those things that come up is not getting stuck in it and looking ourselves and feeling ourselves and lifting ourselves out of it. We get enmeshed in the world, material world. I mean, we live in it. 
and all its attendant goodies and baddies. <laughs> so we have to really stay positive and affirm those qualities that we aspire to. And that's, I think, what that prayer does very well. I agree. It's very much a, an affirmation prayer. Yeah. So this is Refresh and Gladden My Spirit. So we're listening to the music of Walter Heath, a singer-songwriter who uses the principles of the Baha'i faith, and in particular, the principle of the oneness of mankind for inspiration, with some influences from his Christian upbringing. Now, the next song we're going to feature is called Not Everything. So why don't you tell us about that one? It's another passage from the writings of Baha'u'llah, and it's so on point about using our speech in the best way possible, using our speech to uplift, using our speech not to hurt, using our speech with wisdom, using wisdom in what we say and how we say it. Because that line is not everything that a man knoweth can be disclosed, nor can everything that a man disclose be regarded as timely. That kind of statement 
really informs us to use our speech with wisdom. I think Baha'u'llah mentioned somewhere in his writings that the tongue can be a smoldering fire. One of the teachings of Baha'u'llah is backbiting is the most grievous of sins. So taking those concepts and those lessons in mind, we really always have to be careful how we say things, who we say them to, and in a timely manner, or we have to consider is that person in a place where they can actually hear it. So we have to use wisdom. So this is not everything.
So we're listening to the music of Walter Heath, a singer-songwriter who uses the principles of the Baha'i faith as inspiration for his music, with some influences from his Christian upbringing. The next song we're going to feature is called Thy Name is My Healing. So why don't you tell us about that song? That's a healing prayer. We all need healing for our, ourselves and our families and friends, the world, mankind. One of the largest and biggest issues and illnesses in America, the writings tell us, is racial prejudice. The writings are totally and convincingly against racial prejudice and teaches us that we should do everything in our power to eliminate that from our lives. When it's taken to extremes, as we see in America, we can call it racism, where uh, people are marginalized. And we see the results happening all through the ages, and especially highlighted today with the Black Lives Matter. But it's about teaching ourselves how to become less prejudiced, teaching ourselves why we need to become less prejudiced, why we need to embrace the oneness of humanity so that we can have justice, we can have peace, we can have equity among all people. So yeah, it's a very, very important concept. But the song itself, the prayer itself, thy name is my healing, O my God, and remembrance of thee is my remedy. Nearness to thee is my hope, and love for thee is my companion. Thy mercy to me is my healing and my succor in both this world and the world to come. Thou verily art the all-bountiful, the all-knowing, the all-wise. It's such a short prayer. But from the word one, it has impact. Thy name is my healing. Or the name of God is my healing. So if I repeat the name of God, whatever you might call him, over and over in my day, then I'm drawing on that healing. Then it goes on later to talk about healing in this world and the world to come. So we pray for the healing of illnesses and sicknesses in this world, but also for the souls that have passed on, we pray for their healing as they progress through all the worlds of God. So this is Thy Name is My Healing. And remembrance of thee is my remedy. Nearness to thee is my hope, and love for thee is my companion. Thy mercy to me. My 
Listening to the music of Walter Heath, a singer-songwriter who uses the principles of the Baha'i faith as inspiration for his songwriting, as well as some influences from his Christian upbringing. And really, probably it's this last song that most comes out with your Christian upbringing. You have this last song we're going to share, which is called Daddy Was a Preacher Man. So why don't you tell us about that one? Yeah, it's a reflection of my life growing up. friend of mine who I've written many songs with started asking me questions and he wanted to interview me about my growing up. So yeah, we sat down and we talked. He asked a lot of questions and I answered a lot of questions. When he came back with these lyrics, it was so spot on that he could take from my story and capture it and these phrases all throughout the song, that way, just blew my mind. So, of course, it inspired me to set the music to it. We did that, and that's how that song uh, came about, reflecting my growing up in my father's house and some of the the instances of uh, family life and my father in the pulpit preaching and talking about his days uh, when he grew up and Red Hills of Georgia, and uh, so many uh, wonderful references for what made my life special. So this is Daddy Was a Preacher Man. Mama 
of Walter Heath, a singer-songwriter who uses the principles of the Baha'i faith as inspiration for his songs, as well as some influences from his Christian upbringing. Now, Walter, where can people find your music? I think you can still find them on uh, Amazon Music. You can find them on uh, iTunes, Spotify. Oh, yeah, there's a a Baha'i site called ninestarmedia.com. Well, Walter, thank you so much for taking uh, the time to share your music with us. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Walter Heath, singer-songwriter. You can find his music on the website ninestarmedia.com. That's the number nine, starmedia.com. You can find this interview and other interviews on the website abahaiperspective.com and on the YouTube channel A Baha'i Perspective. 
For information specifically on the Baha'i Faith, you can go to the website baha'i.org or you can call the number 1-800-22-UNITE. I hope you join me next time on A Baha'i Perspective. This is WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM, your Valley Free Radio Station, streaming at www.valleyfreeradio.org.